Hey world, this is Jamie, host of the Jamie and Jenty Show. Broadcasting live each week on Tuesday at 12 p.m. from Fishbowl Studios. Log on to hear sports talk from basketball to football and view your feedback on the biggest sports news you want to talk about from around the world. So be sure to log on each week Tuesdays at 12 p.m. to catch the Jamie and Jenty Show. Hope to see you soon on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. Welcome to the Jamie Agenda Show right here on Fishbowl Radio. My name is Jamie. Um, well, it's Tuesday, November 22nd, 2022. Welcome, guys. Welcome to Tuesday. How is everyone doing out there? That's good? Good. Now, a um, little breaking news here. Um, I just saw, you know, on my timeline, the social media stuff. You know, you you read it to social media and you see, you know, maybe fake things or real things. But the World Cup. Which we will, we will dive in at some point during, during the, during the show. Not, not, probably not today, but, um, later on, uh, during, as the time goes on. This is very early. I just saw Saudi Arabia beat Argentina two to one. Now, I told someone yesterday, Argentina is my favorite to win it all. Win it all the whole, I want to see Lionel Messi get it one last time. But you lose to a team that we, we, I mean, I mean, I, I, I don't know what else to say. They probably listened to this show, which we got to give a shout out to Saudi Arabia for winning that, winning their game today. So kudos to them. Congratulations. And Argentina, you got to get it together. It's very early. However, let's dive into this game. Now, Dallas played Minnesota back, uh, Sunday. Um, let's dive into the stats. So Dak Prescott had a 22, 25, 22 for 25 for 276 and two touchdowns. Um, basically he went back to normal. Um, he went back to his Dak self. You know, uh, last week he threw over 40 passes, which does, does not equate wins. When you have two quality backs that can get the job done, you have, you have to open, you have to rely on them. Now, granted, do I think Dak had his best game to date? Yes. This was his best game this season. Um, you know, you, you can just call it a complete game, a normal game for Dak. Um, he was poised. He was accurate on his passes. Um, you know, he made the right reads. You know, everything was clicking for him on the offensive side. Um, we'll dive into the defense side later on, but often, but he didn't get sacked. That, that's, that's the key. He did not get sacked. So kudos to the offensive line, kudos to Dak for playing well. Um but I do wanna ha- I do have a issue with Kirk Cousins. That's my next point. Kirk Cousins went twelve for twenty three for a one oh five. Now my partner Gabe is not here today, so I'm doing this solo. So we're we're gonna have we're still gonna have fun with it. So with that being said, uh Kirk Cousins, did you are a twelve o'clock player, I assume, right? Um, I, he's the type of dude that goes to bed at, at 7 p.m., right? And, um, and wakes up at 6 a.m. So that's about what? Normal American people get about eight hours of sleep. He gets about maybe 12, close to us. So that's 11, sorry. That's 11 hours of sleep. So, so I don't know. I'm just, I'm just trying to be funny because I'm not, you know, I, I don't know what his schedule is. But he cannot get up for these games. Minnesota has to know that. So anytime you play at 12 o'clock, it's not on TV. That's when he shines. 
it's been like that his whole entire career. So, excuse me. So he has to, so I don't know where he can take this team from there. Um, you know, you got, you got some weapons on the outside, which they were shut down. Um, you got a, a great running game, which, you know, that was shut down as well. That was so weird was the offensive play calling for Minnesota. They didn't run the ball as much. Uh, they didn't throw that. They didn't, their, his throws were inaccurate, maybe because of the defense that, that got home early and which we did. And he, he did get sacked seven times. So I don't know how you can recover from getting sacked seven times to uh, basically to go into the next game, which is Thursday night against the Patriots. So the Patriots are no joke. They'll show you everything. But, um, but Kirk Cousins, you have to get it together. Uh, in order for Minnesota to take that next leap. But, um, but his game bores me a little bit. Uh, it, it, you know, it was just like, you know, just, he's just one of those quarterbacks that he, he doesn't excite you as much. He doesn't get you up ready to play. And Dak does. Dak excites you up with, you know, he, he can light you up with, you know, 30 points a game. He can light you up with his, Accurate, accurate passing. Uh, if we have the one receiver that that can run routes for him, then then that we can make that happen. Which to me, I do think Odell will help this team. Speaking of Odell, um, have you guys noticed that CD Lamb has been playing well lately? You notice that, right? That that when when your quarterback. Your running back, your linebacker is saying, okay, we want Odell. It triggers the receiver room because the receivers have to go, the receivers feel like they're not doing their job. They're not performing to their, to their best of their ability. So, um, it does trigger them a little bit. It should motivate, it, it does motivate them. It motivated CD and that's why he's been balling out lately. It has motivated, uh, Noah Brown. He, he's, Trying to make, he's trying to stay on this team. Um, I don't, don't know who else we have, you know, that can run accurate routes outside of, you know, CD, you know, we got Gallup who's trying to work himself up to speed. Um, but, uh, Jalen Torbert is trying to find his way in, in on the offense, which, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know about, about this guy, uh, Jalen Torbert. I think we, um, we drafted him. We were hoping to get some results from him, but at some point he hasn't shown in any results. I'm not saying get give get get rid of him. I'm just saying like um I'm saying maybe 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 he needs time to develop. And develop, you know, you just wish the NFL had a developmental league for players like that to develop. And I think he, he can, he can develop. Um, but that's, that's in the future. So, um, with that being said, we did great on Kirk Cousins. He, like I said, he's not, he's not a night person. We know that for sure. Um, more of a morning person. He can get up during the games. He can ball out when no one's watching him. Period. So let's go to Tony Pollard. Let's say, um, you know, Tony Pollard went for, he had 15 carries for 80 yards. He has six receptions, 100 and 109 yards and two touchdowns. Now I have my expectations of him getting paid and I want y'all to, 
to hear me on this. I wrote the numbers down. I said, my expectation for him to get paid is five years, 90 million to 100 million and 25 million guarantee. That, that's my expectation. The man will be 26 in, in, I think next March or May. And I know the running back, the running back is 30 years old or plus. So he's not there yet as far as age wise, but I think, I do think if you want to pay him, I think he has to be the first in line to get paid. You know, there's other teams out there that, that need a running back like his side, like him. You know, just ask the Rams. Uh, but, um, but, I wasn't has I wouldn't hesitate to pay him to to go after him right now. Um, if you want to give him everything, give him everything. You got you got to um, you got to keep him on this football team. I, I like we don't know what we're going to get from Zeke. We definitely don't know what we're going to get from Malik Davis. No, no, no disrespect to him. Um, he just started. So uh, with that being said, um, we got to figure out a way to get Pollard paid and not wait until the last minute to get him paid because other teams will step up with their offer and, and try to galvanize his interests on, on a different team. Maybe he can lead them to a championship. At this rate, you know, Pollard is that running back. I mean, do I think he should be a full-time back? He, I mean, he should, but, but when I, but then again, when I said, Three weeks ago, I think Zeke Elliott is the full-time running back. I, I mean, we need a power run game, and Zeke has that. Pollard has that too, but but it's hard for me to get rid of a guy guy that that can get you a hundred plus yards when he's fully healthy. And I'm talking about Zeke Elliott. Pollard can get you that, and then, then some. But, um, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I just feel like we're going to wait to the last minute to get him signed. Period. But that's my expectation. Five year, maybe 90 to 100 million, 25 million guarantee. Um, I might make him the highest run back in the league. I don't know. Second, second highest, third highest. We don't know. Um, but I do think he has to be first in line to get signed. And then we can sign the other players later. Number three, the defense, are they back? You know, two straight weeks of giving up with two, over 200 yards on the ground. Um, you know, at that time they gave up what, you know, an average of 30 plus points. Um, are they back? Let me give you some stats. Justin Jefferson, who, by the way, I had him as one of my breakouts this season. I think I ranked him in number four or five. I gotta go check. But, um, but no, he had three receptions for 33 yards. He was no, he was non-existent. Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook had 11 carries for 72 yards. He wasn't anything special. You know, then again, the play calling from Minnesota wasn't that great. Um, what, what they did during the games is, you know, a mixture of running and passing. They got the offense. And I think they have the quarterback. I'm not too high on. I'm not too high, Kirk Cousins. You know, I, I just think he's just another guy that that could try to get the job done when they're when, like I said, when no one's watching. But um, but then again, I mean, I don't know. 
it's just one game that the defense played well. They stepped up. You know, Michael Parsons, you know, two sacks. Uh, Doran's on two sacks, which by the way, Michael Parsons, you know, when he got hurt that game, and I'm very concerned as to why he went back in the game. I mean, I understand players like himself are saying, I'm not quitting on the team. And that, and that to me, I give you mad respect because players, when they get hurt, they just lay it down. They just, they just shut it down. Michael Parsons says, you know, nope, no, you can't take my helmet. I'm going to go back in there. Was it was a 30 point lead and play my, play my game. And that's what he's done. I can't knock him for that. I can't say the Cowboys have to be careful with him. He's going to do what he's got to do. And if he gets hurt, it's on him. It's on him. And he will admit that it's on him. He's one of the realest dudes out there. Like when players get hurt, they blame the trainer. Teams play to blame the trainer. They play the blame game. It said, like, like for example, Andy Davis, right? Andy Davis is a walking toothpick, right? Andy is like when when toothpick breaks, breaks. That's what Anthony Davis is. Anthony Davis will will go out there. He's balling right now, but soon enough, someone might step on his leg. Someone might step on his uh, foot, and he'll get hurt. Now, do you blame the trainer for your injuries that you're getting hurt, constantly hurt all the time? You can't not. You can't blame them. It's the player. The player has to do the, you know, when you get hurt and you get healthy again, you got to do the things to get up right. And that's why Anthony Davis has not done. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's going to be an injury waiting to happen. So I don't wish out on anybody. I don't definitely don't wish out on Anthony Davis, but let's be real here. We, we, you know, you got to take care of yourselves. But that's what Michael Parsons will do, and he will, he will accept accountability. He wherever he goes, we go. Um, period. And our and our depth is stepping up a little bit. We got Sam Williams stepping up a little bit. Like I said, Dorrance Armstrong, Demarcus Lawrence, um, you know, stepping up. Gallimore stepping up a little bit more. Anthony Brown stepping up. This probably was his best game. Trayvon Diggs is starting to play. Starting to play his cornerback position. Donovan Wilson. Um, we can give mad love to all to all those guys on the on the defense, and we we're, and we're doing that right now. So, with that being said, number four is a short week, guys. So, my thing is a short week. We you know the Cowboys been through this. They and every team has been through this, um, especially when it's Thanksgiving. You got all the distractions. It's different because you got all the distractions and and whatnot. So, you gotta rest. Pretty sure the Cowboys are gonna rest up until tomorrow. Tomorrow they'll be ready. I'm sorry, Thursday they'll be ready for that game against the Giants. Um, stay poised. You gotta stay poised after a win. You can, you can only celebrate that day, but it's time to go back to work yesterday. It's time, definitely time to go back to work today and tomorrow to prepare for your divisional rival. So, stay poised, stay in the moment. Uh, don't get too big headed. Um, you know, I see fans out there that saying, especially Skip Bayless saying, okay, well, we got it. We're going to the Super Bowl. We, you know, we lost, you know, we, 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 
We lost to the Green Bay Packers. We lost to the Eagles. I mean, we we, we got to stop selling ourselves short, guys. Seven and three does not guarantee you Super Bowl throughout the rest of the season. Just ask, just ask the Eagles. The Eagles are nine and one, and you know they're not even thinking about the Super Bowl. So whenever, I just want us to be patient. There's hurdles to get through. There's hurdles in reality you got to get through. Just like the Cowboys. You got to get those, through those hurdles. We're not, we can't say Super Bowl right now. We can't, we can't even say the playoffs right now because there's other teams out there that are, um, are right there within us. You know, the Giants, the Commanders, and the 49ers. They're right there with us. It was, both of them have six wins. And so we got to stay, we got, we got to not get too big headed, not get ahead of ourselves. And, you know, we hope for the end results. We got to take it one game at a time. Like, for example, we're going to dive in the Giants in, in, in about a few seconds. Um, you know, we got to focus on that game because that's a big rival. And I'm pretty sure they want revenge. Um, considering the fact that we beat them on a Monday night when they were 2-0. I mean, that's a good football team on the other side. They're no jokes. But I'm just going to urge Cowboys fans, we got to be patient. We gotta stop being too big headed. We gotta stop, um, we gotta stop over celebrating victories. We gotta stop this one game at a time and go from there. If we make the postseason, we make the postseason. Then we will say, hey, we gotta get to the wild card. We, we win the wild card, we get to the divisional round. You win that, NFC championship game. You win that, then Super Bowl. Then we'll see. Who knows? Who knows? But it's too early to tell. It's November. We'll see. Um, let's, you know, the offense scored their first seven possessions of the game. So that, so to me, that's exciting, right? It, that, it keeps the offense consistent. The defense rested a whole lot. Hey, it, it's a win. It's a recipe for success. Um, let's avoid the embarrassment, guys. Okay. Um, and the reason why I say avoid embarrassment is because Thanksgiving Day, everybody, the whole entire world, you know, when they go through the parades and all that stuff, uh, when they, they're probably going to get through the Bills and Lions game, which to me that's going to be an entertaining game, considering the fact that Detroit has won three straight. Uh, the Bills are, are are no joke either. Um, so we're going to go through the parade, you know. For, oh, first things first, you're going to do the – the running marathon, all that stuff. Then you go do the parade, and then you might watch the first football game. You might watch a movie. Then the Cowboys game will start at three o'clock. You, you'll watch that game, and then seven o'clock, and then that's where you know everybody's just just tired. So that's what I'm saying. You're playing on a national stage, Cowboys. You cannot continue to. You cannot embarrass yourself like you did last year with the Raiders, and so. We gotta go, we gotta go into that game focus. It, I, I understand. A lot of distractions. We gotta cut out the distractions and just play football. Period. Alright, so, my, before we put a bow on this, this is my final take. You know, we, you know, 40 to 3, you know, unexpected, didn't see that coming. I thought, you know, Minnesota, I picked Minnesota to win this game, you know, because of their high power offense. Um, you know, the defense is no joke either. Um, I didn't see 43 coming. 
Uh, I do want to give two shout outs to Terrence Steele and Brent Maher. Um, those guys don't get enough credit. You know, there's always going to be the quarterback, the running back, the defense. Terrence Steele played his best game I ever seen. Brent Maher played his best game I said because Brent Maher doesn't get enough, doesn't get enough love. And it's always, it's always interesting to me that when kickers miss field goals, their job is in jeopardy the next day. Like you, you never know when you're going to, when you're going to get that, when they're going to get that slip. You never know when they're going to say, you know what, we need to go with another kicker. We need to get this going. And that's what Brent, and that's what Brent Maher has shut out that noise and say, you know what, I'm the kicker of this football team. I'm going to make the kicks. Terrence Steele has said, you know, I'm the right tackle of this game, of this team. I'm going to continue to keep my spot. I'm going to keep Dak protected. I'm going to open up the run again for my guys. So, shout out to those guys. They're playing great. Um, the Giants, this game has to be a, a, a must-win game. We're both 7-3. and three. Uh, This is for, like, you, you get a, a game and a half closer to the Eagles. Um so we got to go into this a sense of urgency. It's a must-win game. Now, don't think as view as another game on the schedule because it's really not. It's just a game where we got to take care of business, basically. Um, you know, easier said than done, right? You know, you take care of the Giants, we'll address everything from there. So, and like I said, the Giants are no joke. They got a great running game, a decent quarterback that you have to make him forced to beat you. Um, they don't have receivers, um, you know, but they're good. They have a good defense. So um, that's why I said it's a must-win game. And so we'll see. We will see. But we will dive into that game and more coming up next week. But coming up next, um, we put a bow on that. So we focus on the Giants and um, – you know, who, who knows? We'll take it from there, man. All right. So that's enough of that. Coming up next, let's get into some basketball storylines that I want to talk about. And I want y'all's opinion on it. So let me know. All right. It's Fishbowl Radio.
I'm one of the greatest, ain't no debating on it. I'm still levitated, I'm heavily medicated. Ironic, I gave them love and they end up hating on me. She told me she loved me and she been waiting. Been fighting hard for your love and I'm running thin on my patience. Need someone to hug, even took it back to the base. You see what you got me out here doing? Might have threw me off, but can't nobody stop the movement. Uh-uh. Let's go. Left foot, right foot, levitating. Pop stars, do a leap with the baby. I had to lace my shoes for all the blessings I was chasing. If I ever slip, I fall into a better situation. So catch up, go put some cheese on it, get out and get your bread up. They always leave when you fall, but you run together. Weight of the world on my shoulders, I kept my head up. Now baby, stand up, cause girl, you...
Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to the Jamie Agenda Show right here on Fish World Radio. All right, so uh, we already talked about football. Let's dive into basketball. Now, college basketball has started. Uh, if y'all have noticed, all the games are on TV, um, all the games on the app, um, all that stuff. So college football, college basketball is in full swing. So... Teams that I that I'm interested in UNT right I mean <laughs> I mean I'm interested in the UNT women's and men's program basketball wise I feel like you know the women's basketball um, at UNT hasn't performed to expectations the men's basketball has um, but things may change this season and let me let's talk about the la- la- ladies first. So these two games, right? They they played recently against Stephen F. Austin, Stephen F. Austin, and Wichita State. Stephen F. Austin beat them eighty to forty nine. That's Stephen Austin eighty, UNT forty nine. Okay, um, and then North Texas, and then UNT comes back. They lose to Wichita State fifty seven fifty three. Which to me, I'm mad about. I'm mad about at those two games because those are one the. Stephen F. Austin is no joke of a team. Wichita State you could have had. You're up by 17 at the half. Why is it that y'all gave up the lead? I, I just want to know what, like, why? You just gave up a 17 point lead, turn around, and you lose by four. Okay? You wasted a perfect effort by Quincy Noble, which I'm, by the way, I'm trying to get her on this show. I'm trying to get her on this show because I feel like she can lead this team to wherever, wherever the promised land, wherever that may be. But it has to be the NCAA tournament. We can't play in the NIT where no one's watching us. Like we can't play in these small tournaments. Nobody else is watching us, but the guys that live there in person. So, like I said, I've been trying to get her on TV on on this. Um, Podcast. I want UNT fans, the alumni, students to help me out. Not just her, the coach, the players, 
Can we get them on the show, please, so that I could ask them, what is your expectations for this season? Are we just to play ball, or are we just trying to get to the NCAA tournament for the first time in, what, 36 years, I think? I, I, I just don't understand. I, I don't understand why you go into this game, you're up by 17, and you lose by four. I just don't What did Wichita State show you? They have showed you nothing. What did y'all do on offense? Kind of like the Stephen F. Austin game. You guys have no flow on offense. You pass it to number zero, hoping that she makes a play. I mean, granted, she she's a great player. But at the same time, she needs help. Somebody in that on that team needs to step up. Somebody. You can't you can't tell me all eight or nine of you players cannot score ten points. You y'all have done it in high school or wherever it may be. But but this 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 is unaccept this game was unacceptable. You guys have no flow in offense. You barely have a you foul a lot. I mean, come on. You have no flow on it. You turn the ball over 19 times. You can't win those games. Turn the ball over 19, 20 times. They had 22 turns. How the hell did they win this game? They won it by, by running their stuff. They run it by outsmarting you guys. The coaching staff outsmart y'all. I'm tired of this crap. We cannot set up for more victories. This was going to be a this is this was going to be a more victory. Like I, I, this is ridiculous. Like like somebody has to call you out, and I am too. I am doing that. We we can't set this behavior. It's unacceptable, man. And, and every player, coaches, should look in the in the mirror and say, you know what? I messed up. I'm going to take accountability. But no. Everyone was like, let's move on to the next game. Oh, better yet, we'll get him next time. We're going to settle with 19 turnovers. We're going to settle with 20. We're going to settle with an offense that has nothing. We're going to pass it to number zero. She's going to give us a basket. Which nobody else has done. You shoot a bunch of three points. Thinking that three points will get you in the game. It has not. You gotta make them. You gotta hit 30% of your three point shots. If if they're not falling, just drive to the basket. Create. Get some layups. Get some paint shots. Get some mid range shots. Get out of transition. Three points does not dictate you win this game or not. I've been telling people that for years. But yet, the number one stat in basketball is three-pointers. That's in every league. You got to hit at least 30% of them in order to give yourself a chance in the game. If they're not working, do something else. Period. But I, but like I said, this I don't know what happened in the offseason. What did y'all do in the offseason that prompted this effort? I, I just want to know. What did y'all do in the offseason? What is the expectation for this women's basketball team at UNT? Is it to make it to the NCAA tournament? 
and it's amazing the NIT, you have done that. Teams who make it to the, NIT, uh, to the NIT have made the NCAA tournament every year. That's the number one goal. I mean, to me, I'm not in that locker room. I'm not around the team daily. I think y'all's goal is to be, is to settle. Settle is what would you have. And that's the results you'll get. The announcer says, okay, 17 wins is good. It, it is decent enough. However, you got to take that next step. Okay. You got, it's like, it's like riding a bike. You, you go from, you go from training wheels to the bigger, to a mountain bike. It may take years. It may take months, but you're going to get there. For them, they're going to settle. That's what it is. And fans out there, those 10 fans that show up to the stadium every, every game day, they're going to say, we're going to settle for this basketball team. We're not, we're not expecting much. I'm not expecting much from this basketball team. I don't understand. We got to change it, guys, ladies. We got to change it. All right. Oh, and by the way, we got to give a congratulations to Quincy Noble. She was the Conference USA Player of the Week. Her 30 points. What a waste of effort, man. This is, this is unbelievable. But congratulations to her, though. And I'm still trying to get her on the show, by the way. All right, so let's go to the men's side on number two. So they play Fresno State versus North Texas. This team here is wherever Taylor Perry goes, they go. And like I said, it's not like last year where you had multiple players stepping up. It's different now. It's Like I said, it's, it's early, okay? It's early. You never know what's going to happen in the next week or two and many more months to come. But, however, the effort was decent enough for a victory on Saturday against Fresno State. Um, so, um, we'll see. We'll see. But number, as long as number five is on the court, you guys will always have a chance to win. Period. No one else is stepping up. Number five is going to get you a chance to win these games. So, you know. We'll just, we just got to see what happens with that. But that's another thing. I am still trying to get the, get some of the players on this show, too. So, like I said, UNT students, alumni, if you can help me out, get them on the show. Hey, you know, we'll talk. I'll talk about everybody's, you know, we'll discuss expectations, everything else. And we'll do that. And not, not just UNT, just for any colleges, whether it's here in the Metroplex or outside of the Metroplex and other states and all that stuff. So please help a brother out. Remember, I can help you all out too. So, so we'll see. So let's go into some NBA talk. Number three. Okay. So Kyrie was suspended for eight games. You know, as you see, as you know, people see and the Nets went five and three in those games. Right. They hired a new coach, Jock Vaughn, during that time. The, the, um, the, they started playing a little bit better. Um, still, not, still the same results. You know, granted, they're not going to play defense all season. Let's let's let, let's get that out of the way. Okay, this is not a defensive team. I think this team is very dramatic, 
I think this team loves distractions. I love. I think this team loves the spotlight. Um, what Kyrie did was on a What Kyrie did is by personal opinion. Um, it, it's it, you know I said some things a, a couple a couple weeks back on this podcast about you know Kyrie. I just worry about the player and Kyrie, his commitment. I don't, I don't care much about the off the off the court stuff. If he wants to believe what he wants to believe, I can't knock him for that. And I do knock the Nets for giving him the agenda of when of the type of things he has to do to come back. Um, you know that that's their prerogative. But I worry about the player. Okay. And I heard some commitment, right? So you have to be committed to your job. As everybody, including Kyrie, Kyrie's not committed to playing basketball. I think Kyrie brings the drama to himself. I think he's worried about himself more than others. Now, granted, he can give out donations all you want. At the end of the day, it's still about him. Okay? It's still about him. And I don't want it to be about him because he's not committed to the, to, to the team. Like, what I disagree with Jay Will, I don't like Jay Will trying to defend, that's Jay Williams, by the way. I don't, and I have my respect for Jay Williams. I don't, don't like him defending Kyrie, thinking that Kyrie is part of, is part of this team that can lead a team to a championship. And it's shown he can't. I mean, the man can't stay on the court. That's what I worry about. Actually, you know, I shouldn't be worried about it because he's not that type of player that's going to stay on the court, period. Like, like he's going to find a way to miss games. He's going to do his own thing. And Nets are accepting it. And Nets love it. KD says, KD wants to, um, you know, lie to us and say, you know what, I love my brother. Okay, if you love your brother, then your brother will do will do one or two things. He's he's there, or he's not. Basically, period. Like he he hasn't been there. He's clear about himself. You can ask the same thing for Ben Simmons too. Ben Simmons is about himself. He had one good game out of what uh, the type the numerous games that you played, and he's been sitting out. But he played well uh, the other night. So um, you got two two teammates that don't care about basketball. One that wants to bring the drama to himself, which you saw the protesters line up at the Broccoli Center um, just trying to cause some noise. And you got another player who's not committed to basketball. Plays when he wants to play. Like I said, you're wasting an opportunity of guys that want to make to make it to the NBA. You're wasting the opportunity. There's guys in the G League that have fought harder than Kyrie and Ben Simmons combined, especially Kyrie. There's players in, in, in overseas that are playing a lot better than Kyrie right now that want to sign on an NBA squad that can help an NBA squad and all that stuff. So... Those two guys, especially Kyrie, is wasting a roster spot for those guys. You may disagree or, or agree with me, but at the same time, reality is reality, right? 
You know, if a guy, if a guy is not committed to his his duties, it's just like a relationship. If a guy's not committed to a girl or a girl's not committed to a guy, then they separate. That's what it is. That's what Kyrie is. You know, I just don't know why the Nets want to wait until he comes back. Like that's 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 more than a blessing. Like I I if I'm the Nets, I would have moved on. I would have said, you know what, we're gonna wipe our hands clean and go with somebody else that wants to play basketball. There's numerous guys out there want that want to play. I mean, I saw a clip, like, for example, there's another clip of Giannis, who plays for the Milwaukee Bucks, um, after the Sixers game, which they lost, he's passing his free throws. Guy says, you know, Montrezl Harrell did a stupid thing, taking his ball away. I think it was stupid. Montrezl Harrell shouldn't be on the court, first of all. He didn't even play. And then second of all, you know, there's a ladder. You know, Giannis acts nicely, and he said, move it. Okay, Giannis is committed to his job. Do you know how many players in the NBA or NFL that are committed to their job just like uh, Giannis is? It's like it's half a percentage of them. And Giannis is committed to that to his job. Michael Parsons is committed to his job. That's why they say, Michael Parsons, you should sit out. Michael Parsons says, no, you're not going to take my helmet away. Giannis, you should go into the you, – you should go to the locker room after the game – Go get dressed. Go talk to reporters. And then come on down and shoot. Giannis says, you know what? I, I went horrible at the line. I'm going to shoot. Kobe did the sit recipes. Kobe did the same thing in Miami. Other players out there have stayed at the practice to work on their game. That's commitment. That's something that people don't have. These guys, these social media says, well, you know, you don't have to be committed to anything. We're still going. That's fine. But at the end of the day, your job, you got to be committed to your job or else nothing else works, period. So with that being said, I just wish that we take the attention off of Kyrie and focus on other players that that are doing great things. Number four, the Spurs. So, you know, I'm always going to talk about my favorite team on this podcast. So, whether you like it or not, the Spurs have lost five straight, 10 in the last 11. I just don't understand why. I don't understand why we cannot finish in the second half. We played well the first two halves. In the second half, we play, we don't have that um, it factor. We don't have it in the second half. I just wish the game was. Um, the game was 24 minutes instead of 48. So, but this is what we get. Five straight losses, 10 in the last 11. Um, the teams, you know, we're talking about tanking, and I'm still not talking about it. I'm not going to that conversation of tanking. I'm not going to that conversation going for the number one pick. I don't like those conversations because you know why? There's other teams worse than us that are more than more than deserving that number one pick. More than deserving. And we're not that team. We're not that team, period. We're, we we could finish in the top 10 draft-wise, but at the end of the day, we're not deserving of the number one pick. We don't we don't I don't I I don't want the number one pick on on in this draft. I don't want it. 
I'm not even thinking about it right now. It's November 22nd. The season has just started or a month, month into it. Let's see what happens. And then I say, you know, when the Spurs are clearly out of the postseason, which will be in March, then I say, you know what? Maybe we're worth the number one pick. Maybe we're worth the fifth pick. Who knows? So, but right now, I'm not thinking about that stuff. It's too early. I didn't even think about it in the offseason. I, I dove in on Devin Vassell's word and said, we're just going to play ball. And he's right. You, he, we play, they played ball for the first seven games. And then when, then 10 and the last 11 came, we crashed. And so I'm not hitting the panic meter. People say, well, as a spare thing, you should hit the panic again. I haven't hit that yet. I'm not going to. I'm not going to hit the panic meter. I'm not going to tank. Tanky says you give up. Dude. Okay, so so you're saying that we should give up out on our jobs? You know, that's what you're saying. Give up the season? I'm not going to give it up. Neither players should give up, too. Period. Be committed. I always talk about commitment, man. You got to, or else nothing else works. And in, in, in this, in, in this case, you know, if you play in a professional league, who knows? So, with that being said, I'm not hitting that panic meter, pan, uh, that panic button. I'm not going to hit it yet. Um, I probably will never hit it. I don't want the number one pick. I'm saying it right now. I don't want the number one pick. My last point. So, basketball has not, you know, there, there's been some good games in the NBA right now. Um, it, it, it will take a while for it to, you know, get a little bit better, right? And so, it has to get better, you know. And these are the teams that I expect to merge in December or January. Portland, they're 10-7. and 7. Boston, obviously, 13-4. and 4. Uh, Milwaukee, twelve and four. Uh, Utah, twelve and seven. Which, by the way, Utah should get more love than the Brooklyn Nets and the Lakers combined. Uh, and the Phoenix Suns, ten and six. So, if those teams have a, one major story, we talk about. But when it comes down to the Brooklyn Nets and the Lakers, we we talk about those teams are not even five hundred. Heck, even Lakers are not even five hundred. The Lakers, you know, they have some impressive wins, you know, recently. But do I think they're going to make a splash into the postseason? Probably no. They're not. Andy Davis is playing well. But at the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, you're not going to um, – we're just – you're still the Lakers. You're still going to – you're still going to screw up games. So – you can't continue to play the Spurs or the Detroit Pistons every night or the Brooklyn Nets every night. That's who y'all have beat, have y'all beat them. So with that being said, um, you know, we got to stop talking about those teams, man. Those teams, I wouldn't say they had nothing, but we can't continue to talk about those teams, period. These these are good quality teams that need our love and our attention, but we don't talk about them because we talk about the drama. We want the negativity in these medias. That's what we want. We want to talk about Kyrie creating chaos in at the Barclays Center. 
We're going to talk about KD saying this. We're going to talk about Ben Simmons not playing games. Who cares? Who cares? You know, if Kyrie wants to cause a storm, let him do that. If Ben Simmons doesn't want to play games, let him do that. But we shouldn't be comforting those guys. Those guys don't need our attention. If they are ready to, if they are committed to playing ball, then they will They will stop the noise right away. And so now they welcome the noise. Ben Simmons was like, you know what? I'm going to play these few games and I'm going to sit out the next five. Kyrie, I'm going to play these games. I'm going to find a way to, to excuse myself from the team. Now what does KD do? KD goes out there and calls out his teammates. Look who I'm playing with. That's a disrespect to to your other teammates that have worked so hard to get on that team to play with you, KD. You cannot go out there and do all that. You are not entitled. Period. You're not. That's what. That's entitled behavior. You cannot say those things. You can't. Those guys are quality players. They're committed to basketball. They go to practice every day. They are, they make an impact on the court to help your ass out. Where's Kyrie? Where's Ben Simmons? Always dressed up. Kyrie's doing his own thing on, off the court. Where's that at? Those guys there are committed. Focus on those guys instead of the negativity. And that's what the media should do. Stop focusing on this war, on all these bad teams and focus on the good teams that are doing well right now. They need our attention. Look at the Jazz. Look at Portland. Look at Milwaukee. Look at Boston. They have done nothing to create, to cause the drama. But yet you want to talk about the Lakers. They're not even 500 yet. You want to talk about the Nets. They're not, they're not even going to the postseason. Both of those teams will be out. But yet you don't talk about the, they get 30 seconds of coverage. 30 seconds. They get a whole hour. What are we going to do? What are we going to do in the offseason? Are you going to sign this player? Are you going to trade for this? That's what they want to talk about in in an hour. These guys get 30 seconds. They're small markets. I understand. Give them more time. Now, (laughs) now, we're done. But that's my basketball storylines of the day, guys. So please, uh, I, I, I appreciate you all coming on the show and listening to me, wherever you may be. Thank you so much. And have a great holiday. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, we will back, we will be back next week. So we'll dive in into the game, uh, the Giants game. And we'll dive into the last UNC game of the year. Let's see if you made any progress, guys. Notice that we did not talk about football, UNT football today, which I'm happy about because I don't like the hype. Okay, I, I don't like the the, the hype. Of the, we're, we're we're giving this team too much hype, and too much hype for them turns into disaster on the field. You know that they failed to notice that. I noticed that. Too much hype means that they're, they're going to fail on the football team. So. Minimize the hype. Let's get encourage these guys to play football on the last game of the season, which will happen on Saturday, but we'll talk about it next week. And we're going to talk about where we go from here and where I I would think ball-wise. Now, granted, 
They got to win this game to make an appearance in the conference USA game. Let's see if we can make that happen. If not, then it's a waste of season and we got to focus on the ball game. But thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll dive into that next week and, um, have a happy Thanksgiving and thank you so much. Have a good day from Fishbowl Radio. Hey world, this is Jamie, host of the Jamie and Genty Show. Broadcasting live each week on Tuesday at 12 p.m. from Fishbowl Studios. Log on to hear sports talk from basketball to football and view your feedback on the biggest sports news you want to talk about from around the world. So be sure to log on each week Tuesdays at 12 p.m. to catch the Jamie and Genty Show. Hope to see you soon on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. 